that bitch. Yeah. Hello and welcome back, you guys, to the real bitch of we'll Bravo with yours truly, Chi Hey Wiley, and special guest. Outside of Philly, in from Bethany, PA, which I, by the way, I love where you're from, Jill. And we have to introduce you as soon to be. Will you be? Cha- you will be changing your name very shortly. But for now, actually, yep, the wedding is officially four months from today. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> time flies, dude. Like you're gonna be like, you're gonna be married before you know it. But the infamous Jill Whitmire, I had the lovely opportunity to meet this wonderful uh, bridal party in Vegas randomly with the best t-shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> I had to stop you. I th- I felt so bad because I was like, I bet you these girls think that I'm like so crazy, that I'm like insane, like stopping you in the middle of Vegas, being like, can I take a picture of you guys in your shirts? Like, you had to think I was so weird. No, uh, it was but- so perfect. It was one of the highlights of the bachelorette party. Oh, well, I hope you enjoyed enjoyed my one con- contribution to your nooner i don't know if like i'm like vegas is butt-ass expensive so it's not like i couldn't give you guys like all of my money even though i wish i could i was like i wish i could buy you guys bottle service i thought that was like the sweetest uh gift that your bridesmaids did for you i still haven't gotten the shirt yet but that's totally on me i haven't set the shirt out yet to get printed but i'm so excited i want to i want to join you guys this cruise so bad um the infamous jill whitmire from uh, Pennsylvania super ultra Bravo fan. Um, I don't know. How, first of all, how did you get connected with Bravo? I started um, watching Bravo. Yeah. So I guess kind of a funny background story. Um, you had met my sister Bryn, which we'll be talking about Real Housewives of New York. So the original Bryn in my world, shout out to my sister. She would watch. Real Housewives in New York when she would come home from college or whatever. And I would just think that she was ridiculous watching these shows. So like time would go on. And I don't know. I I guess like over time, I started hearing friends talk about Vanderpump rules and it just kind of like clicked where I was like, you know what? I should check it out. I've always loved Jersey Shore. Like maybe I'll love it. And what do you know? I fell in love with Vanderpump Rules, and then it opened up a whole new world. So when I first met my fiance, like he probably thought I was nuts because if I was watching a show, like don't talk to me, don't look at me, I'm watching my show. So that's kind of how I got connected to the Bravo world. And I have no shame about it. I know people bash reality TV, but I have no shame. I love it. No, and you totally shouldn't. This is literally probably one of the best, if not, I mean, they're about to win an Emmy. If they don't win this Emmy, if Vanderpump Rules does not win this Emmy, I'm there will be hell to pay because I they know. worked their patooties off for this show. So I'm like so excited for them. Uh, super, mm-hmm. super psyched. I'm a day oneer, so like I'm from. I, I'm older than you guys, but like, so I don't want to say my age. But okay. I've been watching Beverly Hills, Orange County, Vanderpump since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, New York since day one, like. So I get the fandom part. That's why I thought what you guys were doing was so cute on your bachelorette party. Um, Before we get into the headlines, Mm -hmm. um, do you have a particular franchise that you love overall? Like, are you more into Vanderpump? Are you more into Orange County, Beverly Hills, or like anything, any one particular Bravo uh, franchise in particular? Yeah, I mean, Vanderpump rules, rules all in my book. But in terms of Real Housewives, I would say Beverly Hills and Potomac is underrated. Like, I think Potomac is such a good one. And my sister Bryn lives in Arlington. So sometimes she'll actually see like Ashley Darby and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) Whatever. But yeah, so those are probably my two favorite Real Housewives. How about you? Um, for me, I mean, I'm all over the map, to be honest with you. I used to mm-hmm. also live in the DMV and I have the opposite reaction. I just don't care about Potomac. Oh, um, no. I'm not really, in, I know, I'm sorry. I'm just, it's just not my vibe, but, um, mm-hmm. no, but neither is Atlanta. And I mm-hmm. tried with Atlanta. I was like, I'm going to give this a shot because everybody is blowing up their spot saying how great it is. And after watching Girls Trip, I really did want to watch Atlanta mm-hmm. and Potomac because you had, you know, certain, you had Kenya um, Harris on there. You had like, there's certain women that are, I was like, you know what? They bring it 
I'm going to try and watch their franchise. And then I just, that was like, I can't do this. I even try, I tried with Jersey and like, it's fine. And I get why people love it. Yeah. But just not for me. Uh, um, like yeah. I said, I'm a day. Yeah. Go ahead. Like I said, I'm a day. Yeah, sorry. I'm a I'm a day oneer for Beverly Hills, Orange County. Mm-hmm. I will ride Orange County, man. Even when they sucked for the last three seasons, I rode for Orange County. I kept watching them. Um, but yeah, Vanderpump is up there. I rode through season nine, and season nine was not good. Right, and, uh, I it was know. Kind of brutal. It yeah, was brutal, so yes. So I yeah. So I'm with you on that one, like. I, I will ride for Vanderpump. They are awesome. And mm-hmm. that's one of two franchises that my boyfriend and I actually watch together consistently. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So um, that and Summer House, um, I like it. I wasn't a huge fan, I think, of the of the um, the Vineyard one, but the original Summer House, I love it. I think it's great. Um, yeah. I haven't watched the uh, Vineyard one yet, but definitely love Summer House. And actually, one thing with our bachelorette party that we did do because of the T-shirts is we did taglines. My sister's going to create a video. Hasn't gotten to it yet. Um, oh, my gosh. Tag me in that so I can repost it. I yes. would love to see that for you guys. And- I love that for you. Yes. And my tagline was something related to send it. It was something like, I always send it. I don't remember the specifics of it at this point, but yeah, I definitely love Summer House as well. Were you guys in Vegas when you did this, this tagline thing? Yes. Yeah. In our hotel room. Uh, I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Speaking of Vegas, are you guys mm-hmm. going to BravoCon? I would love nothing more, but unfortunately, no. And when they announced that it was in Vegas, I got my hopes up so high that somehow it would magically be in the time that we were there, but unfortunately, no. And we're sorry about that, you guys. I live in LA and it is abnormally humid, hot, gross, disgusting here. And... So we're getting a bunch of brownouts, unfortunately, for those that have never had to experience a brownout, God bless you. It sucks. It's horrible. But basically, your um, your everything, your electricity, your Wi-Fi, everything turns off. And then it, for some odd reason, randomly will pop back up. So sorry for the interruption. Jill, I still want to know about these uh, taglines that you're... Um, that you guys are okay so tell me what so you don't remember what your tagline was it you was something, said, to something to the effect of send it something to that effect I don't remember exactly how I said it but I guess we'll find out it'll be a surprise for all <laughs> well I can't wait to, I can't wait to uh to see it I can't wait to experience it mm-hmm. so I'm super looking forward to that um before we get to recapping the real the uh, real housewives of New York um, I wanted to go to the headlines first, guys. Um, as we always do in the show, as we always do on this podcast, we go over a few headlines. I literally only have three, so we can really dive into Roni and what's going on in that world. Also, we definitely are going to be going and diving into what's going on uh, in the Vanderpump sphere, because that is literally our probably both of our real love. Let's get real on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, first headline of the day. It's a little. Two of these are a little old but we still need to talk about it. Um, and they are Vanderpump related, so all the better. Uh, first one is that Jax, Brittany, and Kristen, I believe, started uh, filming their new spinoff show last week. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to this? Can you w- not wait? You're like, so I, I'm super psyched about this. I cannot wait for this show to come on the air. I think it's a long time coming. What are your thoughts, Jill? Yeah, so I personally love Jackson Brittany. I'm sure it could potentially be a controversial thing to say, but I love Jackson Brittany. I just do. I need them back on my TV screen. Kristen, you know, maybe depending on the episode, I could live with her, live without her. So I'm definitely excited for the show. But I'm very, very curious to see how it's going to pan out, how they're going to make it work. Is it going to be good? I almost picture it being like those 20-minute episodes, just like something as a side thing. Um, But I don't know. I'm kind of okay if it's a 40-minute episode because I just need more in my life. Are we going to see Cruz? I don't know. I hope we do. (laughs) Um, But tell me your thoughts. No, definitely. I absolutely agree with you. I'm a fan of all three. 
So mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see Kristen back on the screen. I want to know who she's fucking, which I get to see. I get to see her. Oh, you can curse on this, by the way. Sorry, I forgot to tell you that. Uh, but you can see, <laughs> you can see obviously on her social media, if you follow her on social media, but outside of that, you don't really get that much of an interior look of her life. So that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, I'm looking forward to Jackson, Brittany, their day to day, even though I totally stalk both of them on um, Instagram as well. I love seeing their lives <clears throat> unfold right before our eyes and then becoming parents. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we all knew that Brittany was going to be a fabulous mom, but I mean, this Jax is somebody that I never thought I would be able to get to see the, the dad, the, as he says on his podcast, the family man um, that he is. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking, my only concern with this is that, is this just an in look, a look in on their lives? Because there will be no drama. I feel between these three, maybe between Kristen and Jax a little bit, but not enough to carry an entire show. So if this is just a look in on their lives, I'm all for that. As long as they tell us like, this is all it's going to be guys. Like we're just playing catch up with them. It's not going to be like Vanderpump where, you know, they're going to, there's going to be a lot of drama um, yeah. that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of would like some drama, but I'm not going to cry if there is none. Cause I mean, they've definitely evolved. I mean, Jackson, Kristen are in their forties. I would hope that they grow up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but I'm, I'm glad that they're on this positive train and trail for their lives as opposed to, you know, what, how they started out, um, right. with their lives and stuff. So super looking forward to that for sure. Um, also wondering if there's going to be any, you know, like cameos. I'm obviously there's going to be cameos with like maybe Katie, maybe, um, We'll see Saucy show up or something like that, which that I'm okay with never seeing her again. I'm like not the biggest Saucy fan. Oh, I um, love Saucy, but I don't know. There's beef between Saucy and Brittany at this point. So I don't think that's going to happen. But did you see on Brittany's story this weekend that tattoo party that they were doing where there was like a group of them were together? She was definitely with Lala and Sheena. They all got tattoos of their kids' names and Kristen was there too. And I saw a screenshot where you can see cameramen in the background. Um, and it just makes you wonder, were they filming this sideshow with Brittany and Jackson, Kristen, or were they filming Vanderpump Rules? And how are they kind of combining the two? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'll just be stoked to see anything. Was it Brittany's event? I think it was at her house, yeah. Yeah, then it was probably for their show. And they That's just made a I'm cameo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I think, like, because there's two different production companies, and I think right. they're two actually different productions. Like, I don't think that they're filming with NBC. Mm -hmm. I think they're, like, with Universal. I think they're filming with somebody else. So okay. they're filming with a different network. So I don't, at the end of the day, they're, I don't think they're under the NBC um, umbrella. Okay. So, which would be interesting to see if they could, but because like Sandoval just wrapped up doing like a reality show where he was like doing a survival thing, same thing as Schwartz and they're <laughs> not NBC, you don't get your bag, buddy, whatever. <laughs> like no. nobody else wants to film with you other than people that don't know you. So good for you. <laughs> um, I guess get your money while you possibly can. I mean, are, like, and I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve all of the kudos, but Ariana is making, has made, in the months that have passed from the breakup, she's made over a million dollars in endorsements and she deserves that money. Mm. There's no question on it, but mm. you know, I'm sure that he's trying to do the same. Um, I do. I, yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm wondering like, is, how is this going to work? Right. Because uh, Jack's basically said like, I'm back, I'm coming back. He also didn't say to what capacity, but he did say he's coming back on the show. Right. Also another person I just found out today I think it was a day late post, but like Billy Lee's coming back probably oh. because, because nobody else wants to film with Sandoval with the exception of Schwartz yeah. and everybody's being forced to film with him right now. Mm -hmm. um, we all know that Sheena got a lot of flack for taking a picture with him, even though it was a fan asking for the picture. Right. Um, you know, everybody else is getting crap about like, did we not just forget what happened only a few months ago? Um, and they have to, but it's a job at the end of the day for these guys and they have to film. So. Totally. And as I, you know, before we started 
recording this podcast when we were talking together, just you and I, we talked about how my fiance is hooked on Vanderpump Rules now. So of course, all these little controversial things, we chit chat amongst each other. And that was one thing we talked about. We're not going to have a show if Sheena refuses to film with Sandoval. You know, if if they all refuse, we're going to have no show. And then every fan is going to be unhappy. So let's look past it. And and it's also not the first time a group has looked past things. So is it really that big of a surprise to see them all kind of chummy when we know that they're filming with each other? Let's look past it. No, and you're absolutely right. Like at the end of the day, you want to get that paycheck, sweetheart, you're going to have to film with him. Like this has happened in other franchises as well, right? Not just Vanderpump, like Real Housewives, like they've had major beef. Um, The only solution is you make enough money that you can quit and you can leave the show and not never have to see this person again. You know, Um, that is not the case for all of you. So this is kind of where you're at. You're kind of stuck here. Um, that being said, um, let's move on. And yeah, I, I already mentioned this. I was going to say everyone is starting to film with Sandoval with obviously exception to Katie and Ariana. Um, I'm wondering how long that's going to last because at the end of the day, I'm not saying I want a full blown blowout, but it would be interesting to see them talk um, Ariana and Sandoval. I don't think it's ever going to happen which I don't blame Ariana. Again, here's the thing. I don't blame Ariana for not wanting to film with him. Everybody else, on the other hand, it's like, you kind of got to go in the middle. I, I'm, I'm sympathetic towards Ariana mm-hmm. um, only because I don't think that she needs the money. She even actually, during all this turmoil, said um, when they were talking about breaking up and whatever and like when they were having conversations and stuff, she said, I think on Watch What Happens Live or it was on um, the reunion, she said that um, she contemplated leaving and was like, I'll just bounce. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been on an interview that Sandoval did um, with, I, I'm forgetting his name, but the Howie Mandel. Yeah. And uh, I think that he said, she, somebody said to the effect, like, she said that she would leave all of this and be completely content going into a ranch or something like that, living in the middle of nowhere. Like, she's like, I could leave this and be fine. You're the one that needs all of this. And she's not wrong. Yeah. She, I could, do she could do that. Yeah, I do agree with that. I will say, though, I don't think we'll see it this season, but I do think eventually they'll film together. And I, I mean, totally don't th- put it past Ariana. If it was me, I would walk away. I would be like, we are not going to be in the same room together. Bye. So I don't blame her at all. My only thing is going to be you're going to have to film one thing together, and that's the reunion. Like, you don't have a choice in the matter with that. Um, I don't know. Nobody's really made special, you know, a, a, a special request to be like, hey, I'm going to, I have to do this over Zoom or else you guys don't get me. It's like, you have to go to the reunion. It's part of your contract. Right. So I'm wondering, how's that going to work for them? It'll be interesting to see. That's for sure. I mean, unless somehow as we see the show come to be, you know, maybe I I don't see a world where Ariana and Katie become more of that friend of role. But if they're in a little bit less screen time, you know, maybe they do kind of bring Ariana out for a little bit of time and then have her leave almost kind of like how they rotated Raquel and Sheena. I mean, it's uncharted, unchartered territory at this point. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. This unfortunately is a um, hurry up and wait kind of situation. We're just going to have to wait and see it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Also unfortunate is the timing of Lenny Hawkstein's um, engagement to his mistress on Lisa Hawkstein's birthday. You could have done this any day, man. Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, Lisa Hochstein um, obviously went out on social media and blew up his spot. But the support from the mom. Oh, man. Especially how she totally changed her story. She was so supportive of Lisa at the beginning. And then just, you know, you see her in like lifetime on the latest season changing her tune. And I will tell you. 
2023 is not a very romantic year to get married. We had Scandal. We have Ariana Grande cheating with Ethan Slater. We have this now with Lenny and Lisa. It's like, this is not very romantic. So all those brides out there, I see you, but you know, we'll make it romantic with our own weddings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one is just, what's the rush? I know. What's the rush? I don't understand the rush. It's not like she's on her last leg and she has cancer and she's trying to like get married so her family can see her go down the aisle or something like that. Like something extreme. Like you're 27 years old, sweetheart. Like you have plenty of time. You can get and married like in two Lisa technically still married? So yep. That's such a pig move. That's terrible. It, to your point, what's the rush? Why can't you sign the papers? Finalize. You have kids too. Like such a pig move. Well, this also goes to show you how selfish he is. He doesn't care about the kids. He doesn't care about, you know, how this is going to affect, quote unquote, his family. Like, he doesn't give a shit. So he's like, this is all, this is his midlife crisis all about me time. That's really, at the end of the day, to me, that's what this is. Because if you really, you tried to make this work, because he did have that emotional affair, I think, like, years before, and they were going through this. Like, this was right after um, Real Housewives in Miami stopped filming, and then they had these marital woes, and he had an emotional affair with somebody else, and I think the same woman, and everything was online or whatever. But then they tried to work through it. She had the kids, they have this family, like they're building, everything's getting better. And then this happens. And it's like, uh, he's always been the selfish guy. Like, he's like, you can't work. You can't do this. You have to have my babies. You have to do, like, I would have been, I would have been done after the, uh, during the lingerie party thing. I was like, wait, we're having a lot, like, Andrew's still having that lingerie party while you have children? Right. You got to have some growth, my guy. Like, yeah. This this screamed like there were a lot of red flags. I think that she just was really numb to it because she probably wanted this life. She probably wanted to have kids. I get that. She probably wanted she probably thought like, oh, well, he'll change once we have children. Like she's the homebody. You know, she's like, I'll just chill and whatever. This whole thing is just it's sad. And it's sad that the mother in law is acting like this. Don't be wrong. My mom would 100 percent be on my side as well, like the child's Mm -hmm. side. And I get that. But once you have kids, you got to have a compromise. You have to have something where you're like coming together um, just for the children's sake. And then once the kids are grown, do your thing, like have all the affairs, like whatever, (laughs) figure it out. But right now, uh, just sad, just so sad. It is. Um, Anything else you want to add to um, headlines before we move on to Roni? I don't think so. No, that covered pretty much covered all the highlights. Yeah. I know. They're not normally Bravo the Bravoverse gives a lot um when it comes to the drama for headlines, but right now they're not. Oh, you know what? There is one thing that I forgot to mention for headlines, you guys. Something came up on Bravo Babe's Insta- Instagram account where page six revealed that um shoot, that Kyle Richards, um is producing a docu-series or documentary series on um, Morgan Wade, I believe is her name, Mm -hmm. right? The one that everybody thinks is having, she's having the affair with. Um, So hence the reason why she's spending so much time with her is because she is producing a documentary series on this woman. Halfway explains her not having the affair, but the other half is like, she could still be having an affair with this person. So I, I'm not hundred percent yet convinced. And what are your thoughts on this new development? I'm not convinced that Kyle's having any type of relationship that seems to be more than platonic or anything like that. I mean, I, I like Kyle Richards and I'm kind of going to take what she says at face value, to be honest. So I guess we'll see if a documentary comes out that maybe it will kind of validate that argument, but I don't know. I, I'm not looking too much into that drama. I feel like Kyle, you know, it kind of speaks her truth. I think she's pretty consistent in being transparent for the most part, but when you're in the public eye for over 10 years, can you blame her for wanting to protect her marriage? So no, it's hard to say. I, 
I get that. I definitely, and she, these, this is not the first time that she has had these rumors swirl around her marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. I am going to be a patient Bravo white. I'm going to wait till Real uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills comes out and films um, or comes out uh, so I can observe it because they did Mm -hmm. pick back cameras back up to document this as well. But it better be worth my time, Kyle. It better be worth my time. I like. I, I think it will be. I think it will yeah. be. But man, Bravo is really after Scandal. Now they're going to look for anything to bring cameras back up. It's like a whole new world for them. Yeah, it's crazy, and especially with this strike that's going on with the actors and the writers guild. Like, it's going to be reality TV everywhere. Um, speaking of that, do you do you agree? And before this is the last thing I swear, guys, for headlines uh, before we go to Roni, do you believe that uh, the uh, reality stars should be getting unionized uh, because that is what Bethany is, re- is Bethany Frankel is trying to do right now, and she's trying to unionize all of them so they can get adequately paid for repeat episodes just like uh, actors and writers get paid. Right. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, flat out, I don't have a strong opinion. I saw Bethany came out with some sort of stance that, you know, people were kind of had mixed reviews about, and I I don't feel knowledgeable enough to really have too strong of an opinion, but yeah, I mean, if it's if it's a lot of time that they're dedicating to their life and they're putting themselves on the spot and vulnerable and, you know, it, it continuously be is an episode that people can rewatch. Like Ariana, for example, pe- people can now rewatch this trauma that she has gone through. So, you know, I'm not opposed to her kind of seeing some sort of royalty pay or however it works um yeah i don't know but i I feel like i would kind of have to hear both sides of the argument to really make a final stance i'm not going to go massively into it because we are coming on a time crunch on um dealing with roni so let's get into roni um so we can move on from this awesome okay so on last week's episode, the girls arrive at Aaron's for a mini girls trip in the Hamptons during the off season. I'd like to emphasize that it is the off season, you guys. Um, and we end up with Jessel. We leave with Jessel going off on Jenna Lyon's gift um, that all the girls received, which, which was personal lingerie from one of Jenna Lyon's friends who happened to design all the uh, designs and it's not cheap lingerie. It didn't look cheap. It looks like very expensive. Um, and then Jessel also opens up about her husband's lack of a sex, her and her husband's lack of a sex life and lets the girls know that she hasn't had sex with the twins um, since the twins were born, give or take, let's just say two years because obviously while she's pregnant, that's nine months. And then mm-hmm. with at least a year in there. So a year and nine months, let's just give her that a year and nine months that she has not gotten laid. Before we get into that and we get into the actual episode, what did you think of last week's episode? And did you think that um, this thing is warranted with Jessel? Like, would you, like, as far as, like, her opening up, up about her sex life, I thought that that was amazing because in the Indian culture, they don't really do that. And in different cultures in general, they don't really open up about their sex life. They don't talk about that stuff. It's very taboo to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And with her you know, IVF journey as well. I thought that was very brave. Um, and I'm kind of kind of give her a pass on the not having sex thing because shit happens in life, especially when you have children where you're not able to have sex. So I give mm-hmm. her a pass, but I was wondering what your thoughts were on um, Jessel opening up, up, up about that. Yeah, honestly, I don't think it's that big of a of a deal. These group of girls in the first episode are, you know, they, they're talking about their sex lives right out of the gate in the first episode. And it's entertaining to listen to, of course, when they're playing, you know, three truths and a liar or what what were they playing this past episode where it was like, which one is a lie? And they're saying like all these different places they've had sex like Sure, that's entertaining to listen to, to how Aaron had sex in a senator's, senator's office. But, you know, I, I think that it's OK for a woman to say, like, I haven't had sex and I've actually been OK with that because I'm not I don't feel normal in my body. I'm still healing. And and I don't think that she should be shamed for if she's comfortable with not having sex 
I think that's perfectly okay. So just because everyone else is horny doesn't mean she needs to be as well. Um, but, you know, you can kind of catch the vibe that they're wondering if there's marital issues, of course, which that's up for debate on whether that should stay totally private amongst themselves. If they're a group of women and friends, she should, you know, have a, a space to confine in in her friends if there's marital issues. But she does still have a right to, you know, work through it with her husband if that's if there's issues going on and that's influencing their sex life, they can figure it out. Um, that's kind of what I was thinking while watching it. But yeah, it definitely was interesting watching them talk about all the different places, you know, which one is the lie of the three places. Not that everyone talked about all the different places they had sex, but that was kind of the common theme or different things that they had in sex. And it definitely is interesting to talk or hear these women just talk about all the different things that they've done. I mean, sex sells. <laughs> all right, you guys, we're back technology is not my friend <laughs> it freaking sucks i like whether it's the wi-fi or it's you know whatever i'm using to record and do this zoom call it's just it's a fucking nightmare so um we're gonna do the best that we possibly can for you guys and just recap the rest of this and then be out um the next time that i have you on jill and i will have you on again i swear to god this is going to be pristine and you're never going to have to deal with this ever again um or else I'm going to die trying. So that being said, um, what were your thoughts again on, uh, for those that didn't hear you, what were your thoughts specifically me on uh, the lack of sex life that Jessel had? Yeah. So to kind of recap what I kind of was saying before, I'm refreshing my memory too. I think all in all, I think it's okay if she's not having a very active sex life. I think, you know, the girls have come in hot. They have active sex lives. They're talking about it from square one in the first episode. And this past episode, we see them, you know, talking about figuring out each other's lies and, and it could have been anything, but they're all talking about, you know, these different places they've had sex and, you know, it, it's entertaining to watch, but for her and her situation, um, I don't think there's anything wrong if she's a little less active in her sex life. What were you thinking? I kind of felt bad for her a little bit. Um, just, because, you know, her and her husband have full-time jobs and they have full-time things that they have to deal with. And I don't think that, you know, not everybody can sit down and be like, oh, the kids are asleep. That's fuck. Like, that's just not ideal for everybody. Now, I'm not saying she's everybody <laughs> uh, by any means. So I kind of empathize with her, you know, like my, I've been very open about this. My boyfriend and I are trying to have children and it's like, she put him on a schedule and she's like, we need to fuck. Let's go. You know, like she put him on an ovulation schedule. And so the romance is kind of gone with that at that point. And now they're trying to get it back. So every couple's different. And I don't think that she should have gotten shamed as much for this now, the lingerie thing, absolutely she should have gotten shame for that. <laughs> That's a totally different scenario. I'm glad that they did, and we'll get into that, obviously, um, as the episode goes on. I think that was something that was extremely rude. I don't think maybe in her mind she's thinking, like, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just not my jam. But her delivery was just bad. But as far as the sex life is concerned, I think that people need to cut her a little slack and just – let that kind of go. What did you think about the latter though, about the lingerie and her having to uh, like her kind of basically saying like, I look like a fucking Christmas tree. Like why would anybody get this for somebody? This is disgusting. Because like, that's basically the reaction that I got from her. Yeah, honestly, I thought it was kind of funny. Like in my opinion, I actually did not think that piece of lingerie was the cutest piece of lingerie. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't, you know, it, it 
wasn't the cutest though. And, but the part that made me laugh was her stomping around saying she looks like a Christmas tree because it wasn't even a Christmas tree color. So I was like, I don't even know where you got that thought from. But yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it was kind of comical from an entertainment perspective. But to your point, like, yeah, she definitely should have been called out on instead of being appreciative that she got this expensive, nice piece of lingerie. She totally bashed it. And, you know, just appreciate this gesture. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think she should have been called out on that. Yeah, no, I was definitely not a fan of the uh, uh, the Christmas tree lingerie comments that she was making, especially since she was also, you have to realize if you can't figure out by now, I think while we're in episode three of Real Housewives in New York or four, if you can't figure out how awkward Jenna Lyons is, I don't know what show you're watching because for me, I'm watching Jenna and she's so awkward. She's like, like, what you call it in a China shop? Like, she's just like, she doesn't want to break anything and she doesn't want to offend anybody and she wants to like be liked and stuff. And she's in this point of her life where like, she, you need to give her a little space to like get, you know, for her to kind of allow you in. And I've had tons of friends that are like this that are like one on one, they're great. But in a group setting, they suck. And that's Jenna right now. And I'm not saying, you know, you should totally cater to her by any means. But I mean, to come at her about something that she was trying to be nice and gave it to everybody um, and gave different, you know, kinds of lingerie. I, I thought it was really sweet. I would have been like, you know, Jenna, thank you so much. This is not really for me. Um, but I really appreciate the gesture. Because it is. It was a really nice gesture. That shit is not cheap. Mm -hmm. I was probably like, a 500 piece of lingerie that she gave her. Like it looked like it was amazingly like silk quality. So I just, I, I just feel bad. I feel more bad for Jenna, but I also think it's because everybody has their diehard character that they love per show. And Jenna Lyons is it for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I love her. She can do no wrong. Like Jenna Lyons can do no wrong. Um, I don't care if she only wears jeans, a hoodie and like button ups. I like, I love her. I think she's great. I think she's trying and she really is trying to open up to all of these women, uh, you know, that she's encountering new friendships with. I know that this has got to be insanely hard for her, uh, especially considering what she's had to go through before. Um, do you have a ride or die for this franchise? I don't yet with the new cast. Um, you know, there, there's, Across the board, I actually like them all so far, which I think is so rare. There's always one or two people that I'm like, I just can't get on board. There's something about you. I don't know what it is. Um, but across the board, I like them all. It, um, from what I kind of see on social media, it seems like a lot of people tend to like Aaron. Um I can kind of potentially see the fame going to Aaron's head, though, and, you know, liking her at the beginning. And then once the fame goes to her head, maybe not enjoying her as much. Um, but so far, no, I kind of like them across the board. Yeah, no, I love I actually love Erin. <laughs> um, she's my number two. I think mm -hmm. also because she is being so open and trying so hard, you know, to be a part of this class. Maybe she's trying a little too hard, but I do love, um, I I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not a huge Bryn fan. Not your Bryn, but yeah. Roni's Bryn. I, I'm not, she comes off a little uh, like I'm, I'm this, like all of her quick whips, like who hasn't who hasn't dated a Knicks player? I haven't dated a Knicks player. Who and I and I used to live in New York, so like let's put that out there right now. Um, I had friends that dated Knicks players, but I would never date a Knicks. I would never date a ball player in general. That's just me. Um, they all cheat, so I'm just not not the huge fan of dating ball players. But like, also all the things that she says, like who who the fuck cares if you went to catch? 
if it's good enough for Britney Spears, it's good enough for me, sweetheart. Like, who gives a shit if you don't if you don't want to be seen at catch? Like, just go. And who the fuck are you? Nobody knows who you are. So, like, it just that kind of disconnect for me was like, it's great television. I will give you that. It is great TV. But as like a fan, I'm like, if I had to rate all of the housewives for this franchise, she's at the bottom of the list. Um, just because she's so, she's kind of like Heather Dubrow for me. She's very like disassociated with reality. And this woman isn't. So like, all these other women are kind of, kind of real. Um, we then move on to, um, Jenna Lyons going home, um, opening up the, basically opening up this week's episode with her going home in the middle of the night and not saying goodbye, even though I feel like she technically said goodbye. And this might be because I'm team Jenna. Um, but I feel like she was like, look, I don't want to ruin you guys' good time. You're already having fun. You know, you guys keep going, keep, keep getting at it. I'm just going to go home and go to bed. I have to work in the morning at six 30 and then, I'll come back. And the bitch came back with coffee. She is golden in my, in my book. I'm like, you come back and feed me coffee. I'm good. Like all is forgiven. We'll, we can be friends for life. If you bring me coffee every morning, like I could care less if you left, you know? So, um, I think they went a little too harsh on her with that. What were your thoughts on, uh, on her going, them going in on her about leaving? I would say they probably did go a little too harsh. I am an extreme homebody. So if I knew that I had a house right down the road and I had to work the next day and I was inconvenienced by people staying up late, even if it is at 10 o'clock, you know, it might be tempting for me to leave too. So I a hundred percent get where she's coming from. Um, as a friend standpoint, I probably would have been a little upset. Now, once you know the context that she's never really done like a girl's trip before, I think she genuinely just did not know it would be rude. I think in her head, she was thinking, I have a house down the road. I'm just going to be comfortable, call the day. It's not like she called a hotel or like um, checked into a hotel. You know, she was in the comfort of her home, own home. So I think from a friend's standpoint, I could understand why it would be disappointing and upsetting. But I will say kudos to Aaron when Brim was kind of like calling out the double standard and Aaron just said it like it is. And she's like, I just like her more. Like, I think that that needs to be normalized a little bit, even though that truth really hurts. Because it's not that she was saying, I don't like you. It's just, I like her more. I'm more comfortable around her. And we all have friendships that you gravitate more towards others. And ones where you feel a little bit more safe. And because of that safety or history or whatever it is, you do give them a little bit more forgiveness and a little bit more of a cushion. And, you know, is that totally wrong when we are loyal to someone or faithful to someone? So... It, it might be if it's blind faithfulness, but it looks like Aaron and Jenna have a pretty good friendship that we haven't really seen any rockiness up to this point. So I think that that's kind of, I respect and I loved when Aaron was just like, cause I like her more. I, I think that that's fine to say it's the truth. Well, that's also the East Coaster in you because on the West Coast, that would be like so not a thing to say. But I absolutely agree. You're not going to like everybody the same, you know, or you might just not like any everybody at all, you know. So I think that her putting out this truth is so refreshing. It's so refreshing because you don't have to like everybody, guys. You don't. That's why this is called the real bitch of Bravo, not the real everybody likes everybody of Bravo. Like, I, I'm i not going to like everybody, and you're not going to like everybody that I like, you know? And that's fine, you know? Some people I just like more than others. I like Jenna Lyons more than I like Bryn. So does Erin, <laughs> apparently, right? So I do love that she brought that up, and I love that you brought that up, because it is. It's very refreshing that, you know, people can bring that up in conversation. That's a real conversation to have and be like, you know, I just get along with her more. Like, I just feel for her more. I just, 
it's just it's truth and that's what's like that i think is also what's missing in reality television is like we we don't have to like everybody you don't have to like everybody you don't have to be friends with everybody you can still do your job and not like everybody i i mean i i work in the service bar service industry and i don't like everybody that i work with but i still work with them so same thing with this like they're technically working but they you know and you don't have to be friends with everybody so i i think Brynn needs to come to this realization and i don't think i think and also do you think that she acts a little bit younger than she really is the girl's 35 36 years old she does not act it i've gotten the impression she acts a little ditzy whether it's purposeful or not maybe you're interpreting it more as she's trying to be a little bit more youthful than she is but you know, I get the impression she's a smart woman, but sometimes maybe a bubbliness. You know, she's she's kind of bubbly in her personality, but it, to me, it comes off a little ditzy. And I don't know if she's trying to come off cute or funny or likable or whatever it is. I I don't mind Bryn. I actually do think she's a little bit funny, but I think she's going to turn a little bit later on in the season. I think we're going to see a different side of Bryn by the second half where, you know, she gets frustrated and and shows a different side of her just based on some of the trailer. I mean, I hope so. I really hope so. Cause I can't keep going with this narrative that she's, I'm not gonna lie, a, a little bit, a little bit lost. She just looks a little bit lost. Like she thinks that she's supposed to be this, but she's, I don't know. I'm just, I hope, I hope she evolves. I think with anything like this shows a mirror of yourself and maybe this will help her evolve and um, change her uh, just a little bit. I mean, it's fine to be ditzy every so often. There's nothing wrong with that. Jessica Simpson made a whole entire career off of that. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, I think she's being a little bit too youthful, if that makes any sense. Um, But Bryn does finally show up, um, as we said before, and obviously starts off the bat flirting with the trainer, <laughs> even though she knew him before. Um, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the women working out? <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, I will say watching Bryn kind of coaching them, like I need more, I need more. I, I actually did think that that was funny that she like showed up in the middle of their workout and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to even try to like join you guys with this. I'm just going to kind of make fun of you while you're doing it. But one really quick thing about Bryn before we like talk about the whole workout thing. And I didn't know this. Apparently she's friends with Pandy, like Lisa Vanderpump's daughter. And I didn't realize that she was invited to be on Vanderpump rules originally and declined. And so that does make me wonder if, you know, she she's accepted in her own mind doing this reality TV show. And now she's kind of trying to prove herself, which, again, I, I kind of get the impression she's trying to be likable, even in moments like that with the working out. She's trying to be funny, you know. So. Stemming off of that, stemming off of, you know, her trying to, um, her rejecting the, um, basically when she was asked to be on Vanderpump Rules, she's like, she's like, so I'm going to give up my PR job to go and be and work at a restaurant. She's like, that doesn't make any sense to me or whatever. Keep this in mind. It's 10 years ago. So what was she? 25, 20, 26, maybe. And so, and reality TV had the stigma back then of being trashy right? Like you didn't have a real career if you were on reality television back then. So she was like, I'm good. I would never do reality television. Pandy actually, and she said this, Pandy actually texted her and was like, really bitch, you're never going to be on reality TV. And then she responded back with, I'm poor. I need to work. (laughs) This is the reason why she's on reality television. So I don't know if like, maybe she's trying to be something where she thinks that she's supposed to be on reality TV now. I mean, the best ones are the ones that are themselves. And I hope that she's do. and I hope she's being her authentic self because then if this is not her authentic self, then it makes a lot of sense why I'm not falling in love with her because you can see the authenticity inside coming out, like her whole entire, like Jenny from the block kind of attitude of like, I'm from Brooklyn. Like I grew up harsh. 
So like, I want everything to be 10 star because like, I didn't grow up 10 stars. Like you can see that it comes across over the camera. You can see that Bryn is like, I don't know, man, like she might be faking it till she makes it. So then that way she's seen a certain way or whatever. Like I, I think this is one of the reasons why I'm not the hugest fan of, of Bryn, um, solely because of that. But, but then again, you know, like you said, she might change. You're only good as your, um, as the twats say, you're only as good as, um, every episode. So next episode, she might change my world and be like, I might fall in love with her for some weird reason, but for now, not so much. Um, do you, do you think I'm going back? Um, maybe this is a coping mechanism for her or something or for Bryn. Yes. Coping mechanism with what in particular? I don't know. Like maybe her like willingness to be liked or maybe she like Mm -hmm. just needs, I don't know. Like maybe this is just something where she's like acting out or something like that. I don't know. Like maybe there's like a deeper issue because she does freak out come Friendsgiving, her Bryn's giving. She does break down. Well, you know, she might be her authentic self of what we're seeing. You know, she might be that bubbly person and she might, you know, still be her true self when she kind of lashes out as well. And we might just still be learning who Bryn is. And we're only three episodes in, so we're still trying to puzzle the pieces together. And she might just have a rocky start. And maybe we'll get there with her once we kind of start to see all the pieces come together. So, you know, I don't know if I can diagnose it at this time. I think I'm still getting to know her and I like the bubbliness of her. And we'll see when the time comes when she gets angry or upset and kind of lashes out if I'm on her side and see what she sees and understands why she's upset. Or maybe we'll kind of start seeing, maybe she wasn't authentic all along and kind of start to see through her. So I don't know if there's an answer to that yet. What do you think? No, I think you're right. I think it's, it's might be too early to tell, but we'll see. We'll see. Only time is going to tell, I guess, on that one. Um, next, I want to head to the girls lunch into the conversation about, um, um, oh, about the, uh, I think this is actually at dinner, so I apologize about this. Um, but when I believe it's oh shit, why am I playing on her name right now? We're literally just um, Bryn brings up pointers to have um, naked photos of yourself while you're scrolling through. Good advice, bad advice. What the fuck, Bryn? I think that's terrible advice. Terrible advice. I mean, I think that's all I have to say there. What do you think? No, I absolutely agree. I'm like, dude, you are a super narcissist if you're looking at yourself naked. Like, what is that? It's like, it makes no sense. I mean, and Uba, Uba is the best at the at that one one-liner where she's like, you get them how you find them, honey. Maybe that's why you were only engaged twice. Yeah, I mean, she was pretty funny, even maybe, I think it was at lunch when Brim was trying to argue the double standards, and Uba was just like, I'm not even understanding what you're saying. Like, her little side comments are so funny. I I love her. I think that she's really funny. I think Uba's great. She is Chanel Ion's cousin, so it totally makes sense. But I think that she's great in the fact that the foreign little quips or whatever on the side, she's like, she's speaking French to me and I understand French, but I can't understand her. It's like, it's so, it's so perfect. And it's so spot on um, that she can't understand what's like going on in that girl's head. And I mean, even Sai said the same thing. She's like, I, I, I forget specifically what she said, but it was like something to the effect of, um, I could understand nuclear fission before I understand what the hell Brynn is saying and what she's trying to explain, um, which I, I totally agree with both of them. I'm like, dude, you, you're barking up the wrong tree with the double standard conversation. Um, last but not least, we get into the dinner, the two truths and a lie. Um, and then we also get to, I wanted to fast forward to the girls being outside of the fireplace and getting to know each other a little bit more. And um, that, Sai brings up the Dollar Tree 
uh, conversation. I want to know, first and foremost, have you been to a Dollar Tree and do you love or do you hate it? I love Dollar Tree. But hearing size perspective definitely was enlightening to my own privilege, um, especially because I used to care give. Um, I, I worked for a nonprofit that provides childcare for single moms at the poverty level. So I have seen these kids on the front line in their homes where I see the decorations in their house are the same things, not even a house, a small apartment are the same things that I'm seeing in the Dollar Tree. So, you know, I was a little bit exposed to it, but hearing Sai's perspective of her saying, like, I hated the Dollar Tree definitely was, you know, good to hear, not good to hear to know that, like, people do experience that, but good to hear to check myself and even be like, wow, that's kind of crazy that I'm living in this world where the Dollar Tree is fun to go see what Halloween decorations they have out or whatever. And then there's a whole population of people who have a totally different perspective. So I think that that was great that she was vulnerable and shared that and to see the women react to it too. And kind of even like question and try and understand her perspective was that's the reality tv that we need that's why roni had this reboot right we needed to see that reality check of the real people and where they've come from and their challenges and the diverse people that are you know across this nation but truly in new york as well what were your thoughts yeah and no, I mean, so here's the thing. I'm torn. I'm in the middle because I didn't grow up in the poverty line by any means. Like there was always food on the table. Um, I had a roof over my head. I was, I'm very grateful the way that I grew up. I grew up by the beach. Like I cannot complain whatsoever how my parents provided for me, specifically my mother, who also was a single mom and she did her hardest and her best and she accomplished so much in raising us like i'm so insanely grateful for my mom to this day um i would do anything for my mother and we had some trials and tribulations when i was growing up with her um that being said i'm half and half because i love the dollar tree but i did not grow up wealthy i didn't grow up below the poverty line either but i didn't grow up like holy crap insane like the dollar tree is so much fun let's just go and get there and whatever like I grew, I didn't grow up with a tree from the Dollar Tree being my tree, but I also, I've also grown up where there was a year I didn't have a Christmas tree and my mom was only able to give, afford us one gift each. And mine was a book, which by the way, I still love to read, still trying to read the rest of Andy's book right now. And I love it, but my gift was a book and I loved that book. I read it cover to cover multiple times so i i get where size is coming from that certain things are not you know uh, shouldn't be looked at as glamorous and shouldn't be looked at in a certain light but also don't like she she and she did say this she's like it made me appreciate what i have now and it makes you appreciate the life that you lived and how you grew up and all that stuff and how, how different, you know, um, she had to be and she had to, you know, kind of shape shift and be a chameleon. That being said, I fucking love the Dollar Tree. Oh, I love I the tree. Love the Dollar Tree. I legit, I have found when you're in college, all I did was shop at the Dollar Tree because I couldn't afford utensils. Like, I would all to this day my decorations from the dollar tree for christmas come from the dollar tree like if i have kids we're going to the dollar tree sweetheart because that's what we're going to be able to go and get your wrapping paper and you know all these little like i have a lot of like our christmas stuff is all from the dollar tree i love that damn place the place is amazing again that being said though i get where she's coming from certain things are not luxurious like I've had to go to the swap meet and so many people love the swap meet, but like that's where we had to go and get our socks and our underwear at a certain point in our life. And I thought that was gross. I'm like, I don't want to go to the swap meet mom. And she's just like, well, this is what you can afford. And this is what we can have. So if you want socks for basketball, this is what you're going to have to deal with. Like I didn't get the cool Adidas Nike brand new off the shelf, you know, kind of stuff. 
like, cause my parents, my mom couldn't afford that on her salary. She was just trying to live. So I get where she's coming from, but that's why I'm split. So that being said, Dollar Tree, dude, Dollar Tree, if you want to be a sponsor, I'm all about it. I would love to be sponsored by the Dollar Tree. I already give you guys all my money anyway. I'll, I'd rather like you give me money. I guess I don't know. So I love the Dollar Tree. Um, but I do love what she brought to the table and told. Um, this is another reason why I also am not a huge fan of Aaron, or sorry, not Aaron, um, of Bryn, because she took that moment to talk about herself as well. And that's fine because they're all trying to still get to know each other. But she brought up something that I don't think was even on the same level. She brought up like wanting to redo their home and not being able to afford redoing their house versus like side didn't have a place to live. Like let's not even talk about redecorating the home. She couldn't even, she couldn't even have a home. So like, it was just, I felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect, even though I know like it, there are different levels of poverty. There's different levels of poor. And I get that. But at the end of the day, it was just, it was hard for me to watch that. Um, and try to try to compare herself to that. Um, also you can always know by the way, when, um, when she's extreme, when uh, Brain is extremely drunk, <laughs> like that glazed over look happens real quick for her. Um, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts overall on the episode? And what um, are you looking forward to for next week? Overall, enjoyed the episode. I would say it usually takes me a few episodes to, especially if I'm starting a new series where I'm trying to get to know the women, it takes me a little while to warm up. And I feel like I'm warmed up already. I just feel like I am knowing these women. I think they're funny. I think they're smart. I think that they're edgy. Um, so I think I'm just looking forward to continuing to get to know them. But honestly, I'm excited for things to turn the corner and there to be drama that's a little deeper than just like cheese. You know, I want <laughs> I want there to be a fight and an argument. I mean, who doesn't love the fight and the argument? That's why we watch reality TV. Sure, it's fun to see the glamour and these lifestyles, but I love a good argument. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, no, I'm with you on, I'm with you on that. I cannot wait for the drama. I can't to escalate. Um, I'm not insanely warmed up to all of these women yet, but I think once drama ensues and certain things happen, like Bryn flirting with all of their husbands, specifically Jessel's, I think that like, that's when we're going to hit kind of that chord because a lot of these arguments are superficial, right? Like with the exception of maybe Jenna leaving, um, you know, everything else is like very superficial, right? It's, we haven't gotten into their lives yet of like the drama that's going to be happening in Jessel's family where, you know, her and her husband are like, are we, do we even love each other? Do we even care? Like we're not having sex. So like there's, there's that. Then there's the drama between Jessel and Aaron or Jessel and Bryn and them fighting because she's flirting with her husband. And it's like, well, honey, that's Bryn, you know, but that, it gets a little deeper and I'm, I'm waiting for that as well. I can't wait for the fights. I can't wait to see what the hell is um, Uba and Aaron fighting over when they go face to face like that. I don't know if you saw in the previews. Yeah. I was like, what is this argument that you guys are having? I really, I got to know. I got to know. So I am looking forward to this season. Um, again, like you looking forward to more of the drama. I'm looking forward to getting to know them a little bit more. Uh, which would which would kind of be nice. And I do like the, and I hate this word, but I do like the diversity that they are bringing to the camera. So um, just, I guess, just looking forward to it all. Um, also looking forward to more and more Vanderpump scandal coming out and more and more of them filming. So looking forward to that as well. Guys, that is Jill Whitmire, the, the sweetest, most patient guests I've ever had on this podcast since we had to do this like 20 million times. Jill, I swear, please come back so we can have a full episode where you do not have to be up until 1030 at night, which I greatly appreciate you doing. Um, I don't know if you want to share your social media or like any of that stuff, or is that like not your jam or you want to promote anything, any charity or like anything else as well? 
I've never been on a podcast, so I don't even know what the norm is. So you've taken my podcast virginity. I should just... I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if people want to follow me on social media, sure, that's fine. Although if I don't know who you are, I might not even allow you to follow me. I guess I have to think through these things. (laughs) Um, or is there any like charity that you like personally are involved with in or like any nonprofit that you'd like to plug like um, and any like teachers that like maybe need some help out there or just any any kind of, you know, I'm all about paying it forward. So like if you have anybody out there that's like, hey, like we could really use help and donations or just, you know, if you're out in said area, if you're out in PA and you have like a certain charity or whatever, like, any of that. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to Along the Way, which was the nonprofit that I used to caregive for that I was talking about earlier. Um, so Along the Way PA, if you Google them, they do great work. Um, so yeah, I'll give a shout out to them. Yay, awesome. And again, everybody, Jill Whitmire, the most patient possible person on the planet and the best guest on this podcast so far, specifically just for your patience, not, not just for your amazing takes. We got to have you on again, Jill. And I swear again, I will be better at this. Hopefully my Wi-Fi just won't suck and it won't be a brownout or anything like that. Please come back guys. Um, this is the real bitch of Bravo. Yours truly G. Hey, Wiley with Jill Whitmire. Don't forget to follow all the good stuff. Share like blah, blah, blah. Um, anywhere you get your podcast at the real bitch of Bravo podcast with G. Hey, Wiley also on social media and on threads, Facebook and Instagram all owned by each other, obviously at the underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore Bravo. Yes, I know you love all the underscores. Um, and last but not least, you guys do not forget. If you are out in the Manhattan Beach area, go check out our sponsor, uh, the Sandbar or Sandbar 66 in Manhattan Beach. It is going to be banging this weekend. It is six man weekend. It is one of the gnarliest freaking weekends of the year. It's going to be crazy, amazing volleyball tournament. Um, I will be on the other side of the bar, unfortunately, serving all the drunken idiots, but it'll still be a good time. Hit up Sandbar 66 um, for an amazing time, guys. Thank you again to Jill Whitmire. And this is the real bitch of Bravo Chihei. We out. Bye, guys. Bye.